another episode of Chow. I am your host, Tyra, and thank you guys so much for joining me. Now, I know I missed an episode last week, and just to give you a little heads up for what's happening here is my schedule has gotten crazy. <laughs> um, I may have taken on a little too much or been off a little more than I could chew this semester, but I'm working it in. So in an effort to remain consistent or to be consistent as possible, I am going to start doing my episodes on Monday because, of course, those are the days that nothing is due. And I have a little more wiggle room as far as my um, work. So that's what's happening here. And again, I do apologize for last week, but I am, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm going to work this in. We're going to see how this new schedule works out. So um, without further ado, let's just uh, get into this. So um, this episode here, um, I was... A- bit torn on the name I know I wanted to I wanted to be on a certain topic which is resilience and I I didn't want to kind of steer away too far from one topic and talk to another but it seems like you know that kind of happens at times because you actually find something and then you know you begin to get off on another subject and come back to that one and I don't want to do that but I'm just figured at this point, I'm going to kind of go with a flow and see where it takes me right now, right? Um, so, topic is billion resiliency. So, I had saw this post on Facebook, and unfortunately, I could not find it today. Um, of course, you can never find things when you're looking for it, but I'm going to try to remember this or try to say it without butchering it as much as possible. Um Basically, it was, um, I'm going to paraphrase it because I know I'm going to butcher this like crazy. So basically saying, you know, as women, we take on so many things and we take on our struggles. We take on everyone else's struggles. We take care of our kids. We take care of our husbands. We take care of our family. We work. We struggle in the dark. And people call us strong. But... Don't call me strong. Call me resilient. And I thought, well, that's actually kind of interesting, right? Don't call me strong. You know, we all grew up on that strong woman mentality, strong independent woman mentality. But we never stopped to think that, no, maybe don't call me strong. Just call me resilient. Because each time I get knocked down, I pick myself up and go back on get back on the horse again right and I was listening to this um this um this speech that the lady had given on on this and again I'm sorry I I don't remember the actual post or the lady's name but if anyone has it please feel free to let me know because I want to give credit when credit is due um she said that you don't want to be called strong because no one helps a strong person. They think, oh, she's strong. She got this. Or he's strong. He got this. Do you ever see anyone in the shows like Superman 
do you ever see any citizens like, hey, Superman, I will help you? They're like, no, we're clearing the area because this is a man of steel and he's going to take care of everything. And so it made sense to think, hmm, maybe I don't want to be called strong. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes I need to hang up my cape. Periodically, I need to take this S off of my chest. And I want someone to help me do that because I can't be there all the time. You know how exhausting it is to be on 24-7, 365? I mean, the average woman, and I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah, the average woman, we take care of household. We really are on 24-7, You know, you have kids, you have husbands. You have work, you have other family members. Life is a lot. And while it is actually, you know, a compliment to be called strong, wouldn't it be more of a compliment to be like, oh, girl, you are resilient? Because each day we get setbacks. While we walk into work, oh, there's... There's some type of disaster that we have to figure out to to get done or get through our job that day. You know, maybe it is a, you know, um, a rude boss, rude customer, you know, system shut down, computer issues, etc. And, you know, some days you just really want to walk in and be like, you know what, fuck it, I quit. I ain't got time for this shit today. I can't do it. I have, I, I, I can't do it. Like I just got up this morning and shit just went totally wrong. Like I got up this morning, you know, the kids or whoever took so long in the shower, I had to end up taking a cold shower because there was no hot water. Boom. Then I am trying to get to work. I'm going to find out there is a whole traffic jam and now I'm late. <laughs> and then I get in here and my computer just went to shit and I can't do any work. I'm sitting here on the phone with IT and I'm getting bounced around from place to place. I'm not getting any work done and I'm absolutely frustrated at this point. And your day had just started, right? So you had three things that could have made you be like, you know what? No, 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 no. This is what I'm not going to do. This is not, no, this is not what I'm going to do today. I'm going to turn my ass back around and I'm going to go back to bed and lay back down. But no, you fought through it. Like, okay. It's a cold shower. Not my, it's not my first choice, but I'm going to have to rock with it because I still got to, I still got to practice good hygiene, right? Okay, cool. You know, wreck. You know, hopefully everyone is okay. The job is going to be there. I'm going to be a little late, but it's okay. Traffic spikes up. Let me just sit here and try to try to just decompress, right? And work. You know, I guess I'm getting paid to be on the phone with IT. I guess that's the upside to it. You know, you just gotta you gotta find upsides to everything, and that's how you build that resiliency. But in all of that, you know. Just actually saying this and just going through it and not turning around and giving up is just a show of resilience. And that's just like holding little miniature feats during life. Like, and not even miniature, but like major, major feats in life. Like, I mean, dealing with 
trauma as a kid, as an adult, working through that trauma and not giving up, dealing with a broken heart, broken relationships, all the other things, and then just saying, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up on love. I'm going to allow myself to love and be loved, regardless of the issues or bullshit that I dealt with previously. That takes resiliency. That is definitely one of those things where it's like, okay, I am, I'm going to do this. It's going to, it's a possibility that it's going to hurt again, but I'm going to do it, right? Even life itself, I just want to die and get it over with, right? But no, 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 I can't do that. I have things to live for. I have things to do. Let me put my big girl panties on and go out and do this. And your reason for the resiliency could be in any be any reason that's whatsoever. It could be yourself, your kids, your family, anything. And it's just one of those things that is beautiful about the human dynamic is that, you know, even though things are hard, we're able to pick ourselves up and then move on with our lives and do what we have to do and have the courage to get back on that horse. Now, with building resiliency, there is things that you have to consider, right? Because it's not all, well, let me just look at the bright side of this. No, you have to still give yourself space to feel your feelings. Because in any situation, you have the right to feel the way you feel because you are human. And that's the best thing about being a human is we have, that is the best and worst thing about being a human. I'm not going to say it is the best and worst thing about being a human is that we have feelings, right? (laughs) Because sometimes those feelings are like, oh, fuck. And then those other feelings are like really great, right? So you still have to give yourself the, the right, the ability to feel your feelings. You have to be open to saying, okay, I am angry right now because I am sad right now because I am upset right now because, and you don't just write it off. There's a difference there. Just like that old saying, there's a thin line between love and hate. Well, there is a thin line between resiliency and avoidance. And that's definitely something that you should really consider. It's like, it's great to be resilient. But it's also important to to give yourself space because if you don't, you're going to pay for it in the end. And we kind of talked about that on the previous episode and how we pay for it in the end because that that those feelings, those things, again, they build up, they stack, and it's it, it's just it's just a matter of time before it crashes on you and you're just pummeled by all of that and we don't want that as a person who has struggled with resiliency and mental health issues all of my life I would be the first to attest that you gotta give yourself space to feel and rather it be just walking yourself in the room for a day and be like I just can't be bothered I, I need to decompress or finding a hobby, listening to music, doing something of the sort to make to take your mind off of what is actually happening and allowing you to think and 
even make a plan on what actions would be made to come how will we overcome this or you know saying okay not necessarily a pity party maybe okay maybe a little bit of a pity party but you don't want to go too far with that pity party because you know that's kind of a slippery slope also (laughs) and the sad part is that i find myself saying this a lot when you think about mental health and this actually ties into the whole resiliency thing is that when you think about mental health is that I found is that there is always a crucial point where there is a balance because it's like, okay, give yourself space to feel. If you are sad, if you are angry, if you are, you know, whatever, feel your feelings, right? Say it all the time. Give yourself space to feel, but don't give yourself too much space. (laughs) And and it's funny, but it's not funny because it's like, well, what what is too much and what's so little, right? What's just enough and what's too much, right? So I like to think of this um, as a little bit of a, um, not a little bit, but an activity or a, a thought process that I have, right? And um, I don't, I don't have a pronounced religion, so to speak. And um, and so what we do, I'm more of a spiritual person than I am a religious person. So part of that and the spiritual world is that you have a yin and a yang, and you have a light side and a dark side, right? And so no matter what, everything in this world, everything in this universe, everything in this planet, whatever you have, there is an equal and opposite of it all. And so part of that is doing what we call shadow work. And basically shadow work is digging up all that trauma, digging up all that dark space that you have and just kind of, and just accepting it accepting it and saying, okay, you know what? This is my shit right here, laying it all out. But in accepting it, you're accepting the traumas that happened to you and things that you have done to cause those traumas. Like, yes, this person did this to me, which caused me to feel this, and this is why I behave in this manner. Okay, so I behave in this manner, even though I know that I shouldn't have. And so therefore, this is my dark side. And I am separate responsibilities for what I've done. However, the trauma that you have given me, I'm giving back to you. I'm not matching your energy, but I'm taking my energy back. I'm taking back that. I'm taking back. It's like I'm, I'm putting a Band-Aid back here on my heart where you rip this part here I'm putting a band-aid this this scar is going to be here but it's okay because I'm patching it up but I'm giving you back your bad energy I'm not going to allow you to make me act in a certain way I'm not going to allow you to make me feel a certain way like for instance a lot of women and a lot of women have issues stem from sexual abuse or sexual trauma. And it causes 
so much to the psyche, right? Like the physical is one thing, but then there's the mental because now you don't feel safe. If it was a violent rape, something of the sort, or, you know, like a hostile environment of harassment or unwanted touching, molestation, all that other stuff, you don't feel safe around places where you should feel safe. You know, you don't feel safe around men. You don't feel, you don't feel safe in public. You gotta feel like you gotta cover up or dress yourself down so that you don't be noticed because you don't want anyone to see that you ain't have a nice figure or a beautiful body or something of the sort. Now, I know a lot of sexual abuse victims act different ways, right? Some people go to revert in. They, they feel that. And then other people, they revert out. Like, okay, you know what? Yeah, I was sexually assaulted. I have issues with that. I have issues with men. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to take back that power, right? And by me taking back that power is like, I'm going to sleep with this man. I'm going to sleep with that man. And I'm going to sleep with that man. Yes, it is maybe not what I want to do. But in any situation, I am doing this because it's making me feel like I have that power when in actuality what you're doing is just trying to reenact what you experienced in the past you're reenacting and you're trying to take that power back you're trying to say you know what this is my this is this is me (laughs) this is my stuff here or my shit here right and you don't have the right to take it and because you didn't have the right to take it I'm going to choose to give it away before that person takes it away from me by force. And so you have women like that, and that's why you have a lot of women who go into prostitution or stripping or something in sort of after they have been traumatized sexually. Because people will think, well, I don't understand why is that. Well, it's almost kind of like a mind fuck, but it really is. It's I'm taking the power back and I'm in turn going to make the decision to choose to have something done to, to give something up before someone's able to take it away from me. But in actuality is you're not really choosing in a way. You're not really taking that power away. You're, you're constantly giving power away. You're giving that energy. And because those wounds have not healed those wounds are still very much open. And so with shadow work is basically saying, okay, I was sexually assaulted. Therefore, I feel that I am not safe. I feel that I am not good for anything more than sex with men. And I feel threatened when I see a man, when a man looks at me more than three seconds. Okay. I didn't take the proper steps or I didn't properly heal. Therefore, it's in turning. Therefore, in turn, I am making decisions in my life to give away myself to men on a constant basis, different men all the time, so that I can feel like I'm, 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 I have that power. When in actuality, I don't, because at the end of the night, I don't feel it feel empty. I feel disgusting. I feel dirty, right? And again, this is something that you hear a lot of when you speak to sexual assault victims. 
and when they're working through that. And so what that is, is just saying, or what shadow work is, is just saying, okay, you know what? I am recognizing that my trauma happened to me. I was sexually assaulted. My sex, which is one of the most enjoyable experiences of the human body or human experience was taken away from me and it was not made one of the best enjoyable experiences of the the most enjoyable experiences of the human experiment or human experience it is more of a thing to do because it is expected of me i have misunderstood the assignment however now i am taking back that I'm taking it back now. I am wonderful. I am worthy to wait for. I'm worthy to be with someone who's and say, you know what? If you're not comfortable having sex with me right now, it's okay. I'm going to love you anyways. I am worthy of making the actual real choice. Not because I'm scared that I'm going to lose a man. Not because I'm scared that he's going to take it away or take the sex from me or rape me or molest me or assault me or anything of the sort. I am choosing because I am genuinely in love with this man and I genuinely want to have sex with him. See how that works? It's like, okay, I'm acknowledging it happened. I acknowledge my actions after that which causes more trauma, more problems, more issues. However, I am now correcting it because I'm going to take the proper steps to heal myself so that my decisions going forward would not just be based on the trauma that I experienced beforehand. And building resiliency and doing the shadow work is not necessarily something that you have to just be spiritual about or something sort. I don't care what religious divination you actually practice or or anything of the sort. This is something that everyone can do because it's not saying, yeah, I have a light and a dark side or anything. It's just basically a form of therapy without necessarily paying the therapy. I mean, you can do shadow work or do this either by talking it out like doing a podcast if you want (laughs) doing a blog writing in your journal and journaling is a really big thing because journaling is something that we really concentrate on as far as shadow work because you're writing it out you're just like okay this is what's happening and and I don't know about you but with me when I'm writing something it just flows like when I get into the when I get in the groove it's like it's it's just flowing I don't have to worry about what I'm gonna write what I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do this 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 and this it's like it just comes out naturally right and so that's basically what it is it's like you are saying okay this is my problem. This is what happened to me in the past. This is how I feel. And when you write down everything that you feel, and then you get to that point, it's like, well, wait a minute. Maybe I am not worthless. Maybe I'm not a whore. Maybe I'm not a slut. Maybe I am a whole woman 
who has been hurt, who needs help, who realizes her worth, and that I'm worth more than this. I am wonderful. I'm magnificent. I am beautiful. I am smart. I am intelligent. I am this. I am. I am intelligent. I am this. I am that. I am that. And I'm. And I deserve it. I. I deserve to be loved. I deserve to have someone to wait for me. I deserve to have this, and I deserve to have that. And then, when you're done, you see, you get a pat. You get to see exactly where you started, and then where you're actually ending. It's like you see that gradual process like, oh, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, to, well, maybe I'm wrong. And then, you know what? I am wrong because I am this. <laughs> like, wait a minute. I am, I'm fucking bad. Like, I'm, I'm, that, I'm that shit. <laughs> like, what was I thinking before? This is not my, this is not my fault. You know, this is, this is the trauma that happened to me and as a result of that trauma i did this now my decision may have been wrong however i am rethinking that decision and i am turning that around and i am going to let that go so that i know better the next time sounds simple but it is a work in progress i'm not gonna lie to you i wish i can sit here and tell you that it's easy because a lot of times you got to dig deep and it's not always just stem from sexual abuse that was just like one of a more common topic that i found with other people it could be anything self-esteem issues like you know kids are bullied and you're as a kid you've been bullied all your life you're seen as the quote-unquote ugly duckling or something of the sort and it, it just trumps on your, your self-esteem. And as an adult, you begin to make those decisions to do stuff that's not necessarily what you should be doing or not making the best decisions for yourself, but you're making decisions because I don't feel like I'm, because you don't feel like you are worthy and that you shouldn't put yourself forward or put yourself first in a situation, right? So you begin to do things to make people stay. You do things and you get to that whole self-sacrificing cycle. And then you give and you give and you give and you give and you give until you're depleted. I was I was speaking to a men I was talking to my mentor a couple of weeks ago and this and I have the I will admit I'm gonna be as honest as I can possible I'll be as honest with y'all as I could possibly be, right? That's my issue. I suffer from low self esteem. I've had issues with um chronic depression throughout my life, mental health issues, etc. And I was one of those people and well, I, I guess I can probably still say I am, but I'm working on it, right? That what I have learned throughout life or what was my takeaway from my experiences of life, like I was, I was bullied as a kid. Yeah, I was not the most popular person. I was bullied. I was always the big girl, blah, 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 et cetera. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, and so what happened is, is that I grew up and as an adult, trying to please people, you know, I 
made the best grades in school, the best grades I possibly could in school. Like I, I studied hard. I graduated with honors. I, you know, I went to college. I did this, I did that. I did everything in my power to make people like me. I did, um, you know, I, I, I made friends. I was always finding myself in those relationships or friendships where I was generally the person that was giving, like I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving. And when it was needed to reciprocate, I wasn't always receiving that same support or that same reciprocated help, right? And so then it just kind of, it made me angry and I would resent and I would go a whole lot of time without speaking to people. Like I would just be pissed off, angry. And, you know, it may not have always been that bad, but because I was like, I would be like, I did everything I possibly could do. I I gave everything to you as an individual. And when I needed you most, you weren't there, right? And I'm so pissed off. I'm so angry. I can't deal with you or this situation or our relationship or anything of the sort. And it could just be something as simple as, I made a phone call and they just didn't pick up and they returned my phone call in a timely manner or something of the sort. But because that was automatically my thought process of I gave, I gave, I gave, it didn't work. They weren't here. They didn't do what I want them to do. And now I'm stuck here again, holding a short end in the stick. And so in speaking to my mentor, what have you, um, a lot of the work, she's like, you know, you really need to work on grounding yourself. It's like, you just walk around with this big glowing S on your chest all the time that you don't know how to say no and take time for yourself. And what you're doing is you're refilling everyone's cup. You're pouring, you're pouring, you're pouring, but you're depleting your cup. There's nothing that's being filled here. And so right now, and then that creates anger that creates animosity that creates frustration because you just you're like I, I can't give anymore I'm I'm tired and and she was right <laughs> and it, it's completely right it's like I feel so bad saying no with anything it's like I can say no for something I know for a fact I cannot do like, there is no way human possible that I can do this and still fulfill my obligations to myself. But if I tell whomever asks me to do something, no, in my mind, I'm going back and forth. It's like, well, Tyree, you know, you could probably move this around or you probably could skip this or you probably could do this or you probably could do that. When the actuality is, it was I overthought this. I was overthinking and I'm making a really huge big deal about this in my head. And then the other person is like, ah, okay, wasn't that big of a deal. And then in the end, if it doesn't turn out the way I want it to, or they didn't put as much effort into something that I thought that they should have, even though I had put this much effort or 10, 200% or something of sort into something and they didn't do what I think they should have done, I get angry and I get and I have animosity and I get frustrated and I just don't want to talk. And for no apparent reason at all. It really was not anything that serious. So 
it's like I said, something to work on, right? It's something to figure out because I can't tell you word for word what my journaling is <laughs> or my shadow work is because we don't have that much time. But <laughs> but it's something along the lines of a lot of times like I get to the point where it's like I am angry, frustrated because this, this, and this. I did this, I did this, and I did this, and this person didn't do this, and they didn't, they didn't do this the way I should have done, and they just wasted my time, or they didn't think about me, and they didn't, and it's like, well, and by the end, it's like, well, maybe, Tara, you should have just, and of course, no, I'm sorry. They were like, well, I should have done this, and I should have done this, and then it's more or less like, yeah, you should have put yourself first. You are frustrated because you did not put yourself first when in actuality you should have. And it was something that it was not something that was really important to them. It was important to you because you wanted to be a people pleaser. And you wanted to make sure that you did something to make them happy versus making yourself happy. And therefore, since you didn't make yourself happy and you didn't make them happy to the point that you thought that you should have made them happy or the situation didn't turn out the way that you actually wanted to turn out. You are now frustrated because one, you have not made yourself happy, and two, the things did not work out the way that you wanted it to work out to. And so, therefore, next time I put myself first, I consider what I have to do first, and then I take on other people's stuff because I deserve to put me first. I don't have to always wear the S on my chest, I don't have to have on my cape. It is okay to hang that damn cape up, cape up every once in a while because it is not needed. And damn it, it is frustrating to have that shit on all the fucking time. <laughs> okay, I didn't say that, but I just added it to it because I was in the moment. But, <laughs> but the point is, with shadow work and um, in doing this, you build that resiliency. You learn to build that rapport with yourself. You learn to change that conversation in your head that makes you think and act a certain way to something that makes you feel like or that that you know is more of a positive mindset more of a okay let me think about how this would make me feel what makes what would be the best outcome for me in this situation It may not be as bad as it really as I thought it is. You know, it, it can it can be okay. There could be a way out of this. There's a brighter note to this. I feel this way and I completely understand why I feel this way and I have the right to feel this way. However, do I really need to? Why would I match that energy? Why am I giving that energy or causing bad energy to myself and then therefore projecting that negative energy out there in the world? I don't have to do that. I don't have to absorb that negative energy. I can absorb positive energy and project positive energy. So, I guess I did get off the subject of resiliency and kind of went in on shadow work. But, <laughs> but I say this shadow work actually does help with building resiliency because it changes your mindset it gives you 
um, I don't know if anyone heard this. I don't know if you guys heard of this, and I'm pretty sure most of you guys have, that root cause analysis. And yeah, this is my, um, this is my work. <laughs> this is corporate America coming through. Root cause analysis is basically, what is your root? What is the root of the problem? Why, why is, why is this weed growing? Because you know, in your gardening, you know, you got to pull that weed out. You got to pull it out of the root because you don't want that re, you don't want it to regrow. I'm not a, and if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I'm not a planter or a gardener. In fact, I have a brown thumb. Every plant I have a died, but <laughs> this is from my, um, this is my thought process and this is from what I've read before. So please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but you gotta reach down. You gotta pull that weed. You gotta pull it up. You gotta pull it up by the root because you don't want it to, you don't want it to be there. You don't want it to keep growing. You don't want it to, you know, flourish or mess up your crop or anything of the sort. So that's my thought on that. So, um, Thank you guys for listening. Um, if you get an opportunity this week, this time, um, you know, I recommend at least twice a week just journaling to give yourself that outlet, you know, because shitty things happen every day. <laughs> um, that's just the way life goes. But, you know, just to have an outlet at least twice a week, just so you can definitely kind of help yourself change your thought process, help yourself heal through any past traumas, especially if you're one of those people in a position where you don't have the resources to seek professional help and you actually really need it. It is definitely a cheap or free way to actually get that out because regardless of your situation, what has happened, what you are going through, it is good to be strong, but it's better to be resilient. No one helps a strong person <laughs> because they think they got it. But the resilient person acknowledges when they need help. They know when to ask for help. And they fight through whatever it is they're going through. So I commend you for being strong but I'd rather you be resilient. Thank you for listening. I see you guys next week. Love you all. Peace, love, and light. Bye-bye.